Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Bob Brill. He's Eric Kramer. Welcome to Kramer and Brill, fantasy football podcast, and now a videocast too. And you can hear the podcast wherever you get your shows. You can also see the video cast on YouTube by going to my Bob Brill YouTube channel or by finding the links for all of this at KramerandBrill.com. That's the easiest way. So we're to week 14. It's the bye week for four teams. The Colts, the Dolphins, the Patriots, who really need it, and the Eagles. Uh, those four teams, if you have guys on those teams, including Mac Jones, uh, and, and if you have guys on those teams, you're not going to want to play them this week. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. The winners this week, well, among the quarterbacks, Kyler Murray threw for 15 passes, had four touchdowns. Tom Brady with another four touchdown passes. Justin Herbert, three, along with Matt Stafford. Give props to Zach Wilson, who lost, but still had one scoring throw and one with his legs. And the Steelers D with seven sacks of Lamar Jackson, including four by T.J. Watt. You know, I got to pat my man, Kirk Cousins, on the back. This dude, even if it was a losing effort, it wasn't losing effort because of what anything he did. The guy goes 30 for, what, 40 for 340 yards, a couple touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, I just – I love the way he plays this game. Goff, who I guarantee you nobody played, um, and I'm not saying to play him this week, but here's a guy that has been struggling, throws nearly 300 yards, three touchdowns, did get one interception – um, and then go down to South Florida, man, to it. They've been on a winning streak as much because of him as anybody. And the guy doesn't make any mistakes, right? Completed another 30 passes. Didn't have huge yards. Went for 244, but he did have a couple touchdowns. Again, no interceptions. And I got to give this week's QB game ball to Gardner Minshew. The guy has been waiting all year long, finally gets on the field because Jalen Hurts is hurt. And then just goes off two big touchdown throws to Goddard. The sort the Gardner to Goddard chant is now a thing. And I just I loved it. I mean, the guy just came up big in a game they really, you know, needed to win and they did. Now, are you is is this getting back on the Gardner Minshew bandwagon? Because last year when he came out of nowhere, I mean, you were right there. <clears throat> And then, and he, he was really good for several weeks. And all he, was. he was, and I he was like gone. everybody else. So I thought the Jaguars weren't going to win a game. And then all of a sudden, wow, they look like an NFL team. <laughs> and I probably jumped too far over the deep end and uh, hit my head in the shallow end thinking, that, wow, it's going to be like it's every week, but you're right. At least he was, I think he played very good for most of the season. It's just, they didn't have anybody to go with him. Running backs, well, Javonta Williams had 102 rushing and six catches for 76 more. He had a score. Jonathan Taylor gave his weekly 143 and two scores. Sony Michelle, I don't know where, 121. And I told you, Alexander Madison, go on him if the other guy's hurt. And sure enough, the, the other guy didn't play. And uh, Madison had 90 yards and a score to go with three more catches. Hey, I've been listening to you. Every time you talk about somebody, in fact, you saw my thunder here with Javante Williams. Uh, <laughs> I love that guy. That guy finishes runs like they should be finished. Um, 
I'm surprised you left out your boy, Tony Pollard, though, because you've been saying for weeks, jump on this guy. And then here he comes through with, what, 71 yards on seven carries. One of them was that home run 50-yarder where no one even touched him. And I think you you basically proved your point here to not just yourself, me, but now the whole NFL is kind of on board with this is this should be Dallas's number one running back. I mean, why not? Ezekiel Elliott's playing. Uh, Elliott's playing with a bad knee. Yeah. The, the even the commentators in the game were talking about that. Um, Thanks for the props. You got it, man. And I <laughs> and I think for me and you, David Montgomery. With the, we've loved him for these last couple of years. The guy knows how to finish runs. I mean, he is headhunting. And their offensive line is actually blocking very well on the run. And if they can keep from throwing four interceptions again and keep them keep the game close, that running game is going to go off. And even he even added, what, 40 or 50 yards? 50 yards, I think, in reception. So oh, great game. another good player. And I think if you went into this game thinking, okay, Hurts is out with the Eagles. Someone, hopefully named Miles Sanders, is going to pick up the running slack. He got paid off with, uh, what do you go, for 120 yards rushing on 24 carries. So there's, there's the, the running back situation, I think, as well. Wide receivers, Justin Jefferson, 11, 182. Chris Godwin, 15 for 143. T. Higgins, 138 on nine catches. And I love this guy. I love the name. Amon Ra St. Brown, the sun god. I mean, Amon Ra is the Egyptian sun god. So who names their kid after after Amon Ra, St. Brown? Yeah. The sun well, god. Their, their dad, John Brown, named them St. Brown. That's so bizarre. <laughs> you know, I, it, just, I, it just boggles my mind, brings up memories of Cleopatra here. Uh, <laughs> 10 catches for him. Russell Gage, 11. Uh, George the Ballerina Kittle, 9 for 181. Just see him tiptoeing through the tulips on the sidelines. The guy's got some <laughs> athleticism, man, and he's a dominant run blocker. He, to me, he is, of, of all the young tight ends, uh, to me, he is the one because yeah. he, he doesn't just catch passes like Kelsey, but the guy absolutely dominates in run blocking. Um, I'll flip over here to New Orleans and say Deontay Harris with four receptions for 96 yards. Um, he had the one big 70-yard touchdown. For the Chargers, it was Allen that got in the end zone twice on receptions, but it's Mike Williams, who I've been ta- uh, touting all year long. He actually had five catches for 110 yards. And when he's on track, I think the Chargers, as a team, as an offense, they get rolling. And the Dolphins receiver, who, again, you've been touting all year with Jalen Waddle, goes off with nine catches for, uh, what, 90 yards on 11 targets. So to me, it's clear that when they're putting this game plan together during the week, they tilt the passing game in favor of Jalen Waddle. Well, the losers this week, Lamar Jackson, despite getting down to the wire, seven sacks and a pick. Taysom Hill, four picks in his first start. Did not see that coming. Andy Dalton threw four as well. Zeke Elliott, outgained by, as you mentioned, Tony Pollard. Uh, here's the one that really got me. I was the guy that said, don't start Ben this week, right? Said, and probably you don't want to start Mac Jones. Well, I was 50% on that one. Because Mac Jones had 19 yards passing, less than one fantasy point, and in some leagues, mine included, because I started him in place of Ben, had minus fantasy points. So he had one pass attempt in the first half. Now, I understand the wind and the cold weather and all that kind of stuff. So it was run, 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 run the ball and see what we can get. But I mean, it's like the guy comes from 37 points to one or less than one. Just blows my mind. Can I just say something about that game? All week long, all you heard people talking about 
getting ready for this game was this matchup between uh, Josh Allen and and uh, uh, Mac Jones. And Bill Belichick goes, forget that. We're going to run it down your throat, tell you where we're going to run it, and steamroll you while doing it. There's a there's a drill in um, in training camp that all teams have. It's called nine on seven, mm-hmm. and it's nine run defenders against basically seven blockers on offense. And there's no receivers involved. It's just if you gain a yard or two on a run, that's a miracle. Well, that's what that's that's basically what that game turned into. Only it was 40, 50, 60 yard runs right. by the Steelers when you knew they were going to run the ball. I'm not the Steelers. I'm sorry, the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. Threw me off there. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> no, yeah, you, you and, and I can see in your mind you were going back to the old days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we, I actually, I'm going to flip something here. Before we get to um, uh, the uh, some of the things we want to talk about, and before we get to the games, I want to talk about who we like. You know, we really like Pollard, as we discussed. You love Javante Williams. I loved Alexander Madison. We love T. Higgins, Cooper Cup. Tyler Lockett, Michael Pittman, who I really, really liked this week. I didn't like the week before. I had a really good game, 17 fantasy points. As you mentioned, Dallas Goddard, all those guys, all those guys were solid. You know, fans are looking at this year as a strange year, and it is. I mean, no matter whether it's the games sure. themselves, but there's so much extracurricular stuff that's going, and, of course, the penalties. And the I mean, we always have penalties, but this year it seems we have something else, and that's the taunting and the other stuff. I mean – you know, when you played, we had some of that, but not nearly as much as we're having now. I mean, what's your take on that? Well, remember, I mean, I, <laughs> I spent a good four years there in Detroit with the guy that's in the Hall of Fame, in part because he would have the greatest run in history, only to flip the ball to the ref and go back and sleep on the sidelines of Barry Sanders. But now you've got all these guys that, like Cassius Mars a couple of weeks ago against Pittsburgh, who literally gets blocked to the ground on a passing plate. I mean, no linebacker or defensive line, that never happens on a pass play, where you get blocked to the ground, and then you're just standing there when Ben Roethlisberger approaches because he's getting flushed out from everyone else. You make a tackle, and then there's big some big swift lay kick into the air, and you go taunting the other team's sideline for what? Or Edwards Hilaire, who's pointing at whoever's chasing him as he's going across the end zone, and – what is that? I don't get that. Like it, there's zero sportsmanship in that. There's you're just the guy that was running the ball. Everyone else blocked for you, by the way. And I just I'm it really irks me that players today have such a hard time getting this, the the concept of respecting who you're playing. Have some respect for yourself first, mm-hmm. and then have some respect for the other guy. He's out there working too. Mm-hmm. Where did it just become about you scoring a touchdown or you making? A play as a tackle. Like, look, let's say you stop somebody for a one-yard gain. You get paid to do that. Why is that all of a sudden it's all about you? I, I don't get that. Yeah, you know, and the other thing that, you know, I know the NFL stopped the soup, the planned celebrations years ago. And then they said, I think it was maybe last year, the year before, they said, okay, you know, the fans kind of like this. You know, it's <laughs> kind of fun. It's kind of personality. Gives the players an outlet. So we'll let him do it. But now it's gotten to the point of ridiculousness. I mean, guy scores a touchdown and the whole 11 guys 
get down on the ground and they do this rowing motion like they're rowing a boat. Or, you know, the Lambo leap was was fine. I mean, guys can get hurt doing that. But the other thing is like when they intercept the pass, they run all the way to the other end of the of the field and stand in front of the camera and do the, you know, the, the whole thing. And and just these others. I mean, I'm tired of it. I don't want to see it anymore. You know, I'm sick and tired. Play the freaking football, you know, play the game, you know, and I understand you know, you, you want to have your personality out there and that's fine. You get excited because you make a great play, but the can stuff, I mean, I want to can it, you know, I'm with you, man. I, I, I don't get the whole, like you said, the choreographed celebrations, do your job, go do your job, play well, execute, score touchdowns. Everyone gets excited. I don't get where it's gotta be. Like you mentioned 15 guys in a mock robo. Yeah. For what, what does that do? Yeah. Or, or, or act like you're bowling and everyone else is the pins. Come yeah, <laughs> that one I hate. I really hate that one. <laughs> anyway, oh well, we're not going to stop it this year. But maybe, maybe the NFL has takes another look at that. They have a tendency to do that in the off season, the rules committee and everything. And, sure. and then maybe they maybe they'll make some changes. I, I hope they do. Let's get to the games. Thursday night, I got the Steelers. You got the Vikings. If nothing else, the Steelers are battling. And in my mind, hopefully, the word leaking out is that this is Ben's last year. Very likely means. They step it up, and they did. Uh, they still couldn't stop the Ravens when they needed to down the stretch, giving up chunk plays. But they played a good fourth quarter again. It seems like that's the only quarter they're playing lately. And I see them as a decent play on Thursday, and I do like Ben, and I love Deontay Johnson here as well as a Steeler defense, mainly because of the sack and interception potential. They had seven sacks and what two picks during the game. That's nine um, basically stoppage slash turnovers. Uh, so I, that's where I'm, I'm kind of thinking, you know, maybe they're back on track. If they get a little luck, maybe they win a few games here. I agree with you, man. And this kind of takes you back. This matchup kind of takes me back to the 70s, right? Where you got Fran yeah. Tarkenton and then the steel curtain. And I, I think the Steelers woke up finally defensively, especially. And uh, so who knows? I mean, they got one of the best pass rushers, if not the best, just football players in JTY. Yeah. And um, and their defense is back again. So I, I don't know. I Who's going to win the game? I don't know. I think it's like you. I think it's going to be a great game. I think the Vikings are fantasy-wise just offensively. Yeah. They can't be stopped. And so it's going to be a hell of a game, I think. Um, and, I you know, for, for all those very reasons, I'll take all the Viking players that have been putting up numbers this whole year, which would be Cousins, Jefferson, uh, it doesn't matter who the running back is, if it's Madison or Cook, but obviously if Madison's in there, he's great too. Um, and so, you know, Thielen, all of them. Yeah, Thielen, Thielen's just so solid. I mean, he had an ankle injury that he was, he was working on, right. so we're not sure. I want to keep the eye on the, on the wires on him, but uh, um, they are one solid team. I think more, more than most teams, they've been one of the guys, teams you could count on throughout the year. Sunday. Cowboys, Washington, Washington is playing tough, but I think Dallas writes itself this week. I play Pollard again, and I play Lamb as well as Cooper if they're healthy. But I also like Michael Gallup as a pickup this week. He's really come on. I'd move on Cedric Wilson due to an ankle, ankle injury, so I would not play him. I would kind of dump him if I had to. Otherwise, I put some emphasis on the tight end shorts. Well, I think the Cinderella story that's become the Washington football team this past month or so might be coming to an end because they just now lost Logan Thomas this last week for the season. And, uh, you know, sure, they've got Terry McLaurin, but, um, you know, uh, and Heineke's playing tough, but he's not really pushing the ball down the field. 
consistently. He's not coming out of there with 250, 300 yards a game. And so you're getting him, which means you're getting the receivers in spurts. And so, uh, you know, Antonio Gibson maybe as a running back, but because uh, he can give you both receptions and yards rushing. Um, but to me, other than Gibson, I think that's about all you got there in Washington. Jaguars and Titans, keep an eye on James Robertson. He seems to be an Urban Meyer's doghouse. And if he doesn't practice much this week, Carlos Hyde is going to be a solid play. And for the Titans, I mean, <laughs> what was it? Three weeks ago, they were the best team in the league, right? Wow. They were smashing the Rams on prime time and whoever they played. And all of a sudden, they just fell off a cliff. And then Tannehill shows up, and he's throwing four interceptions. And A.J. Brown's hurt. And they're, to me, they're still a good team and someone you can't count, off, count out uh, getting on another playoff run. But fantasy-wise right now, I think there's just – there's really not enough sort of consistency and continuity to bank on any players with, with Tennessee offensively. Seahawks in Texas. Russell Wilson must have heard me. D.K. Metcalf had eight targets, five catches, 60 yards, no scores. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to give him another shot this week. Metcalf, that is. Don't be fooled by Travis Homer's 80 yards on three carries. Most of that was on a chunk play. Lockett is solid. Wilson had a solid fantasy day. So if, if you've got him, I'd, I'd go ahead and play him. Well, as with every week, I'd be nervous to start any Texans offensive player. So I'll take a pass here. And by that, I mean skip the Texans. You got it. Raiders and Chiefs. Hunter Renfro continues to shine. He'll do even more so with Derek Carr, uh, who, was, who was very pedestrian, and will be more so this week. So if you're looking at Carr, pedestrian, Renfro should be solid all the way along. He's my only start on the Raiders. I can't believe I'm saying this. This is going to take one second or one sentence. Uh-oh, here it comes. Do not start a Kansas City Chiefs player offensively. Whoa. Who, who, okay, you tell me, who are you going to play? Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, well, okay. Uh, against the Raiders, I, you know, I, you're the expert here. I'm going to go with you. <laughs> wow, I mean, I, 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 look, there's not I, one I guy I'd feel confident in playing, and that's including Mahomes. I just can't believe my ears. I mean, you know, here it's an Andy Reid team, and it's Mahomes and Kelsey, and, and wow, wow. That's it, what's funny to me, not funny, but what's interesting to me is how look at all the better teams in the league right now. Mm -hmm. They're all running teams. Yeah. That play great defense. Look at the Patriots did the other night. And every team, they smash you. That's how, you know, passing the ball 40 or 50 times a game isn't it. Even no. though the world's favorite, yeah. you, it, you cannot win that way week in and week out. All right. Well, we'll see what this week pulls out. Uh, you're going to call Andy Reid at all, or do you think he'll give you a call? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to let this one play out. <laughs> I'm good on Elijah Moore and Jamison Crowder. Not yet on Zach Wilson against Sean's Payton, uh, Sean Payton's team. Yeah, there's questions around Taysom Hill's finger as to whether he's going to play or not. Mm -hmm. uh, if he was playing, I think he'd be the only guy I'd consider playing. I don't, I don't see another four-interception game out of him, and he was a, the Saints' leading rusher with yeah. over 100 yards. Uh, so if you figure if he has any kind of passing day, he's a worthy start. But is he even going to play? I don't know. And if he doesn't play, I don't think anybody else offensively is the guy either. Yeah. yeah that was painful to watch. He, after every play, he'd be out there like this. You know, yeah. every play. It really was – I'm sitting there thinking, nobody? I mean, come on. Is it that bad that, you know, you, you 
need to get him on the sidelines. There's something isn't wrong. It, isn't it funny how he plays every other position, mm-hmm. like whether it's offense, special teams, never gets hurt there. Yeah. Throwing the ball gets hurt. Damn. <laughs> oh, man. Falcons and Panthers. Russell Gage is Matt Ryan's new Calvin Ridley, so I'm sold on him, and I'd stick with Patterson, but no one else except uh, in a buy pinch that you need to have somebody in, in, in there, that one of these guys. Right. Well, hey, the Panthers, they've been bad offensively for, what, a couple months now. Yeah. And now they just fired their offensive coordinator, Joe Brady. So I, I'd stay away from all the Panthers right now. Ravens and Browns. Did I say how much I hate the Ravens? Well, I'm going to say it again. Yeah, I, hate yeah. the <laughs> I hate the Ravens. Uh, Lamar Jackson has had a lot of ups and downs lately, and the downs are more paramount than the ups. But big game for both teams. Should be close. But I like the Brownies this week. And I think they, uh, I think while they won't contain Jackson like Pittsburgh did, I think they do a number on them. So if I have another strong quarterback with a better matchup, I go there. I uh, go with Andrews no matter what. Uh, I, Devontae Freeman is running hard, so I'd use him at least as a flex. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. Hey, thank God the Browns were on a bye. Uh, their passing game, I have no fantasy faith in, but the running game is where they've done the most damage this yeah. year except for the game before, which was the Ravens, which shut them down. It, it, neither Hunt nor Chubb did anything. And so I wouldn't expect more, much more here, um, despite Lamar's recent woes. And Baltimore's D is still excellent. Giants and Chargers, Barkley might be a start this week. He seems to be ready for a breakout game, but that's it. Uh, Mike Lennon really just does not inspire me at all. Despite the college he went to, huh? <laughs> I didn't let's see. Did he go to NC State by chance? He might have spent a day or two yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That probably sounds, sounds about right. Well, I, I'm, as you know, geeked on the Chargers, and they've been underrated, in my opinion, all year, although they've lost a few games they really shouldn't have. But Mike Williams, as I said, went off last week. And when he's doing his thing, it just seems to open up everybody else. Um, and the guy who, for some reason, these last few weeks, couple weeks, really, has fallen under the microscope as Austin Eckler. Been fumbling the ball, dropping passes. Um, so I, I, I would not expect him to continue that way. So I, I would look for this to be a bounce back game for him. And look what they put up 40 some point, 41 points last week against the Bengals, who coming into that game had a pretty good defense. So I think I'd like the Chargers and anyone offensively for them this week. Lions and Broncos, just when we said lay off TJ Hawkinson, he scores a touchdown and gets a few catches. And it was Jared Goff rebounding. So, actually, I do like him again this week at Mile High Stadium, uh, along with Jamal Williams, uh, subbing for DeAndre Swift at, at 71 yards. And who in the heck is, again, Amon Raw St. Brown? Well, you mentioned John Brown's kid. Uh, and anyone with a name like that who gets 10 catches on 12 targets gets a start in my book. Sure, sure. Um, Caught his first touchdown, which was a game winner yeah. also. And uh, so the guy I'm thinking with the Broncos that I'd go with is Javante Williams. And especially, so last week, Melvin Gordon didn't play. So that means Javante got all the carries and obviously went crazy with it. And because he, it doesn't matter if he gets hit at or even behind the line of scrimmage. The guy's going to gain six, eight yards every time. Um, and the Broncos passing game, on the other hand, though, has been inconsistent. So I don't really recommend anybody, including Bridgewater, offensively for the for the Broncos. Niners and Bengals, pretty much the starters are questionable this week. So watch the injury wires. I'm not sold on them anyway against San Francisco. However, Jamar Chase is solid, good to go. Might be a good week for CJ Uzoma. Uh, 
I always get that name wrong. Uzoma. Yeah, Uzoma. Uh, <laughs> at tight end. So, you know, I, I really think that this might be a good week for him. You know, tight ends are always touchdown dependent. Um, right. Maybe touchdown a couple of points, get you like 14 points, 13 points. That's always good for a tight end. So he would be a guy I would uh, I would lean on this week. I really would. All right. Well, sticking with the tight ends, like you pointed out earlier with Kittle, he went for yeah. went off last time. So I'm I'm sticking with him as I would every week. And the Niners, though, are obviously very committed to the running game. And that's why Elijah Missile, now that Debo Samuel's out, if he's still out, I'd I'd ride out Elijah Missile this game. Bills at Bucks. This is an interesting game. Uh, you know, the, the Bucks are, have been playing really solid. They've had a little bit of mishaps here and there. Bills have been playing really solid coming off that Monday night freezer game that they lost to, to New England. So uh, Josh Allen, I, I got to think that he comes back decent enough against um, the, the Bucks defense. I think he's a good play this week. And I'm pretty much saying if, if you're going to play him, if you're going to say he's a good uh, start, then you got to stick with the receivers as well. Not so sure about the running backs. So I would stick with uh, Josh Allen and pretty much any of the receivers, if you have them and go ahead and play them. Well, as I mentioned before, that Bill's defense just got trucked by the Patriots the other night in Buffalo. And now they're going to face possibly an even more dominant mm -hmm. running game with Fournette and a wicked play action game. Uh, I think Brady throws for a gazillion more yards and touchdowns. Gronk catches at least one of those. And uh, you pick which buck receiver is going to break Godwin's new 15 catch record. So uh, it, I think every Bucks player is an option this week. Bears at Packers. That's the um, uh, late game on Sunday. Packers coming off a bye. They get rest for Rodgers and Cobb. So look for strong performances by pretty much anyone, I think, especially A.J. Dillon. And I, he has been so strong lately. He and Fournette and a couple other guys just been running really hard. So I'm sticking with A.J. Dillon, and I'm starting everybody on this team if I have them. Yeah, and I know the guy I'm starting every week for Chicago. That's running back David Montgomery. Uh, their O-line is really coming together, especially that right side. Montgomery's running hard, and he's, he's like a, a headhunter as he finishes every run. And I think Dalton, you know, uh, coming off that four-interception game, I think he's going to be a little – Sketchy, at least, to, to, for the first half of the game. So I think the answer here is David Montgomery. Whether Justin Fields plays, Dalton plays, doesn't matter. Uh, their running game is where it's at. Monday night, we have the Rams and Cardinals. Look for the Kyler Murray train to be back in town. DeAndre Hopkins is on board with James Conner and Christian Kirk. They're rolling down the tracks. I think they're, they're solid. I'm starting any and all of those guys this week. And I say ditto for the Rams. I mean, they, they're in a must-win. And... What, what they're really in a must to do is prove they can play in prime time because they've gotten blown out three different times this year uh, in those type of games. And so a guy like Matthew Stafford, who, you know, coming into this season, people say, hey, he's never won a meaningful game in December. Well, OK, now you're in December and now this is a prime time game. Let's get it going. And I think for the Rams to be successful, though, it's defensively. I mean, running game. This is where they've got to commit. They're, they're a good running team. And I don't care if they get down by 14 points in the first quarter, they cannot abandon the run. That's what killed them against Tennessee. And I think Daryl Henderson, they've got to ride him. They've got to ride a good running game, a good play action game, and stick to it and make this a four-quarter game that can't be won in the first quarter. So don't try to chase Arizona if they jump out to an early lead. So I think, I think Matthew Stafford's going to have a good game, if not great. But I think the running game is where it's at in Daryl Henderson. 
Well, and, and Sonny Michelle, I mean, Sonny Michelle had 120 yards last week. And there you go. Maybe he learned something from Phil Belichick in December. I like it. <laughs> they won't be playing. They won't be playing in the snow, though. That's one thing. There you have it. Kramer and Brill, fantasy football podcast, now video cast, too. You can hear the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Libsyn, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. And now you can also see the video cast on YouTube by going to my Bob Brill YouTube channel or by finding the links for all of this. Kramerandbrill.com, right there on the homepage. Just click either one. That's the easiest way for my friend and colleague, Eric Kramer. I'm Bob Brill. We'll see you next time.